This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. Hey everybody, I just wanted to take a minute here at the beginning of the show to let you know why the episode is called The Curse Episode Number 1. My computer crashed this week. I tried to install a bunch of Microsoft updates, and after I restarted my computer, I got the blue screen of death. So I had to take my computer to the shop. It was in the shop while we were doing this episode, so I had to use my wife's computer. My wife's computer didn't have any of the software that I usually use, and the headphone jack didn't work. So I had to Skype in with the other guys using my phone, and we all recorded our tracks separately. I thought everything would be great, but the Skype call dropped three times while we were recording. On top of that, I got a call three-fourths of the way through the show that my daughter had uh, broken down in my car a few miles away, and I had to leave to go and uh, get her. So the end of the show, you'll hear uh, that Rick and John and Virginia had to finish everything up by themselves. But we got an episode recorded, and I hope that you enjoy what we have. It's another Confessions episode where we talk about the movies that we like that a lot of people don't seem to, or actors that we don't like that are well-loved by other people, things of that nature. And we also talk about some news stories, and we play a new game. So uh, enjoy this episode, and I'm going to go ahead and start the theme music and get the show started. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. <laughs> Welcome to Cosmic Potato. The Super Fan Talk Podcast. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. We've got you covered with everything from Marvel to Star Wars. I'm glad you asked that because I wanted to take this time to explain my evil plan. Classic films, trivia games, and beyond. Come on to the coast and get together, have a few laughs. Now, on with the show. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Hey everybody and welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. My name is Sean and I have a message to entertainment sites everywhere. Reboot, reimagining, reunion, sequel. You keep using those words, but I don't think they mean what you think they mean. (laughs) 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 And sitting across the virtual table from me is the man who puts the soul in solo, Mr. John Irons. How are you, sir? I guess that would be soul as in sun. Yes, I do. (laughs) And Rick is here from the Assembly Syndicated Network. How are you? I have no shame. I mean, hi. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the hosts of the network's newest show, Wait You've Never Seen, Virginia, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. Other than all of my computer uh, difficulties that I've been having the the last 24 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. May I just say that episode one of Wait You... Wait, you haven't seen? Is that? Am wait, I you've, right? wait, wait, you've never seen. seen. Yeah. Wait, you've mm-hmm. never seen. Yeah, I am terrible with with podcast names. Just ask the guys over at Greatest Defense in Sporting <laughs> History. I, I'm sure I just screwed that up again. Um, anyway, episode one was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed listening to it. I'm glad. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I was going to ask you are you are you open to having like uh, guests on if they've never seen the thing either? Yeah, definitely. Um, we're still. Kind of right now we're doing um, two episodes a month, but I think in October we're going to try to start going weekly. So like then we'll we'll be like more in a groove and can kind of have stuff down. So, oops, 
Are you open to having people come on and tell Shane how wrong he is on things? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, the great diehard debates. <laughs> All right. Um, so we're going to play a game tonight. Well, our topic tonight is uh, we're going to do another confessional episode. We've done we did one of these a while back where we just like talk about things that uh, maybe it's a movie that you like that other people think is stupid and you're confessing that you like that thing you know we're gonna do we're gonna do something like that tonight but first we're gonna play a game and this is a game that i actually came up with yesterday and i don't know how it's gonna go we'll find out but the name (laughs) of the game is wait what was your name again and the object of the game is it's really simple i'm gonna name an actor or an actress and then i'm going to name a character that they played and that's the only information that you're gonna get uh and you have to tell me the name of the movie or TV show uh, where they played that character. And it'll be harder than you think because you're going to know these actors from lots and lots of things, but how many times do you actually pay attention to the name of the character that they're playing? You know, we all know that Sean Connery was in The Rock, but who remembers what his character name was? His character's name. Do you you guys remember? Never saw The Rock. Oh, that's good. You never saw. It, wait, you never like seen the Rock. The two, <laughs> nope. the, the two good Michael Bay movies. The Rock's. I mean, uh, the uh, Sean Connery's character in The Rock was John Patrick Mason. Yeah, I never. So the, the, in in this game, I would say Sean Connery plays John Patrick Mason, and you would have to say, "Oh yeah, that was in The Rock." Okay, right. and for purposes of this game, uh, if I name a character that an actor has played more than once then you have to tell me the first instance of that portrayal. So not chronicolo- oh. chronologically in the, in the case of like prequels and things, but in release order. So, for instance, if I said Harrison Ford played Jack Ryan, then you would not say Clear and Present Danger. You would say Patriot Games because he was in Patriot Games first. So, Boy, you're uh, expecting an awful I, I, lot of knowledge here, too. I, I, would, I, I would say Clear and Present Danger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, and uh, and I, if you if you if you name a movie where they played that character, I'll probably give you a half point. But to get the full point, you have to tell me the first time that they were in that movie, okay, or that they played that character. And these are going to be assigned. We're not going to. I'm not going to do buzz in. Uh, so I've got twelve of them. So each one of you guys will get to do four. So I'm going to start with uh, John. Okay. Dwayne the Rock Johnson plays Buford Pusser. Walk tall, walking tall. Yeah, walking tall. I didn't know they did a remake of that. Four. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I knew, <laughs> there's I actually knew, like three of them. Go ahead. I knew I knew they did a remake of it. Um, I knew that he was in it, and I've never seen it. But it seems like that character would be named Buford. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's not a bad movie. And then Kevin Sorbo made two of them. He he wasn't playing that same character, but. They were like direct to video. <laughs> Kevin Sorbo okay, should be. Uh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, right, he would Virginia. have to be big and tough. I'm, I'm sure he got into a lot of fights with a name like Buford Pusser. <laughs> <laughs> and carried a big stick. <laughs> a big stick. All right, Virginia. Yes. Uh, Sandra Bullock plays Ryan Stone. Ryan Stone. Um. I can't remember what her name was in Miss Congeniality, so I'm going to say that. No, it that, wasn't. That's Anybody want to steal? I was, was going to guess Miss Congeniality. So let no. me 
Um, I'm going to try Gravity. It was Gravity, yes. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> All right, Rick. Thanks, yeah. thanks, for taking, thanks for taking that bullet, Virginia. That <laughs> 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 I, I, I totally would have been my guess, too. Ben Affleck plays Holden McNeil. Oh, that's uh, Mallrats. No. Oh. Incorrect. Damn it, it's the other one. <laughs> Anybody want to steal? Uh, Virginia. Can I steal? <laughs> Chasing ahead, Amy? It was Chasing Amy, Damn yes. It. Yeah, it was the other one. That's that was close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were close. All right. Uh, back around to John. Robert De Niro plays Vito Corleone. This feels like a trick. <laughs> <laughs> My thoughts exactly. Uh, is that the Godfather 2? It was Godfather 2. Very good. Yeah. Never saw it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In Godfather Part 2, they had flashbacks to Vito when he was younger, and De Niro played, uh, played that character. Um, Virginia. Yes. Denzel Washington plays Reuben Carter. Hmm. Lots of options. I know. Um, Training Day is the first one that popped to mind. No, that's not it. Anybody want to steal? Gomer Pyle the movie. <laughs> Denzel Washington <laughs> as Gomer Pyle. <laughs> No, it was Sergeant what, what, Carter. What was his name? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he played Reuben Carter. Uh, I'm going to try uh, The Equalizer. No, it was The Hurricane. He played Hurricane Re- Reuben Hurricane wow. Carter. Oh, right. That was a good one. I could have thrown words at, from a dictionary at you all year and never hit that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Rick, this one's yours. Uh, Woody Harrelson plays Roy Munson. I have seen exactly one Woody Harrelson movie and uh, that came out this year, and I'm pretty sure his name wasn't that. So, what was his, what was the name? Roy Munson. I'll just take a stab in the dark and say Natural Born Killers. Nope. Anybody want to steal? Um, white Man Can't Jump? Nope. Oh, I did see that. Virginia? Hello? You want to take a stab at it, Virginia? I, I ain't got nothing. Okay. It was Kingpin. All right. Oh. I was like, that, that actually, that's the first name that actually sounded vaguely familiar with the character. <laughs> Did you purposely go through IMDb and go, let's find movies they'll never have seen? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> are, you, are you getting vengeance on me for all the times you lost Captain Game Show? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Virginia. Yes. Uh, is it Virginia? Virginia's next, right? Okay. Renee Zellweger plays Irene Waters. Irene Waters. Um. Cold Mountain. No. Could you? I, I, I'm sorry. Could you say it again? Her answer. Her answer was Cold Mountain. No, I, I didn't. I didn't hear the question. Is Renee Zellweger plays Irene Waters? Oh. Um, me, myself, and Irene. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> you realize All with right. one exception, there hasn't been a single spaceship in any of these goddamn movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what about this? Um, 
Let's see. And that was an Earth ship, so it doesn't even really count. <laughs> uh, let's see. This one doesn't have a spaceship in it either. Uh, <laughs> all right. Rick. Uh, Halle Berry plays Aurora Monroe. The first time would be uh, X-Men. Yeah, that's true. They, technically, they didn't say her name until um, Days of Future Past, but that is correct. It was X-Men. Um, okay. This goes to John. Uh, yes. Al- Alan Rickman plays Alexander Dane. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander Dane. Is that um, uh, Galaxy Quest? Yes. <laughs> Great. All right. Uh, <laughs> Rick, Poor Rick. Rick is stabbing you in the throat right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Virginia. Uh, Keanu Reeves plays John Utah. Oh, God. Um, I have no idea. Rick. Anybody want to steal? Rick. Go ahead, Rick. Johnny Mnemonic? No. All right, oh man, you're gonna kick yourself. <laughs> isn't, isn't the name of it Johnny Utah? No, wait, no, 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 no. It's um, oh, it's not Johnny Mnemonic. It's the other one. Oh, in a mirror darkly. No, 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 no. no. Oh man, I'm so, oh I can't. Oh wait, it's it's um um the the football one. Is it the football one? No, it's okay. Point Break. He played Johnny Utah. Oh. <laughs> never saw it. I've only seen you the scene where him Ryan? and Patrick Swayze jump out of the airplane. Yeah. Okay. That was a that was a good bad movie. Yeah. That was, that was a good. That was an entertaining bad film. Gary Busey makes it. <laughs> makes it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got two more. Who is who is next? I think it's Me. Rick. Rick's yeah. next. Yeah. Like it matters. Uh, <laughs> John Voight plays Joe Buck. Yeah, I'd be hard pressed to even name some John Voight films. Actually, <laughs> he gets freaking Alan Rickman. I get John Voight. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I, I can't even guess at anything. All right, uh, anybody want to steal? John Voight. No. Um, uh, Varsity Blues. No. 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 It's Mid Midnight Cowboy. Oh, Yo, yeah, that's high that. on my list of movies I'll never ever watch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the last one. John C. Riley plays. Wait a minute, who, who whose turn is it? It's John's turn. Uh, John okay. C. Riley plays Reed Rothschild. Uh, okay, it was not. I'm trying to think of. Like, I can think of him in like four roles. It wasn't that one. It wasn't that one. How about um, was was he in um, uh, Boogie Nights? What was he in Boogie Nights? He was in Boogie Nights, and he played right. Reed Rothschild in Boogie Nights. <laughs> oh, great! So, so John <laughs> wins with six points, and Rick and Virginia both had two. I mean, one. I thought Virginia, Virginia answered more than one. Uh, she answered a couple incorrectly. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would. Uh, are, are you open to uh, uh, fine tuning on this? Yeah, always game master. I I would. This is a real hard thing. <laughs> yeah, I would. I well, would say I would if you 
to make it a little easier, still not much easier, I would give the year of the movie. It wouldn't help. I, I could do that. I think. <laughs> I, I think. That. I think that would help. That would, because, like, uh, what was it? There was one of them. Oh, I can't remember. But but like like the Keanu Reeves one, um, that like the year would have helped. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I would. I would say just the the character, the the actor, and, and the the year. It's still super okay. I, <laughs> I have uh, a couple news stories to. At this point, Sean's Skype took a big steaming dump. Give us just a second to get this thing back on the rails. Sean? Hello? Sean? Houston, we have a problem. Did we lose Sean? John, you still there? I'm here. Okay. We lost Sean. Help me! First ever podcast in Morse code. <laughs> uh, John, your prediction may be more true than we feared. <laughs> Can you guys hear me now? Yes, there you are. Okay, yeah, I don't know what happened. All right, <laughs> let me go back to where I uh, where I left off. Okay, so the new uh, the trailer for the new Star Wars Resistance cartoon came out last week. Have any any of you guys watched it? Uh, no. yeah. Utterly underwhelming. You don't you didn't like it? I didn't dislike it. It just left absolutely no impression on me whatsoever. Yeah, the animation style is kind of weird, but I was expecting it to be different than Rebels. I wouldn't think that they were just going to redo the same kind of animation over again. Uh but they did say this week that uh, first of all the the, the show is going to take place Right before The Force Awakens. Like, within a few weeks of The Force Awakens. Within a few weeks. And <laughs> I believe so. I mean, Poe Dameron is, like, a main character. And yeah. BB-8 is there. It looks like it's, I mean, very were, close were, to... They were going to call it The Force Hits News. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but General Leia Organa is going to be in the show. Now, I don't think she's going to be, like, every week... A main character, but you know it's it's called Star Wars Resistance. So and she's the head of the Resistance. So yeah, they, they're going to work her in that way. And they've got an actress by the name of Rachel Butera, who does she's a voice actress. She's been in a lot of cartoons and stuff, and she is playing that that role. So they're not shying away and pretending like she doesn't exist. To, well, she to well, Leia was in Rebels her. too, and somebody you know it wasn't Carrie Fisher voicing her, of course. So I, there right. was precedent for that in animation. I don't think anyone has a problem with with something like that. Yeah, it looks. I mean, it, I I will give it a chance. I'll watch the first couple episodes and see how it goes. You know, but if you go back to um, the comments that we got early on when Clone Wars started, and then you look at the comments that were early on when Rebels started. There was a lot of people saying, I, I don't want to watch this. This is not going to be good. And then by the end of it, you're like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I was thinking when I, when I watched the trailer. I, it, it looked meh to me. But if I, I mean, thinking back, the commercials that I saw for Rebels looked meh. And Rebels yeah. was pretty good. John Favreau's uh, live action series is going to take place after Return of the Jedi. So it's going to be in a different time period than this. 
I'm looking forward to seeing that, but we are still at least a year or so away from, from seeing that. It's going to be on Disney's uh, streaming service. And speaking of Disney streaming service, if you haven't gotten to see Black Panther yet, then you're in luck because in September it will be hitting Netflix. But you better watch it quick because Disney has announced that uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp will be the last Marvel movie to be released to Netflix because after that, all that stuff is going to uh, their streaming service, including Star Wars stuff. So Rogue One and Last Jedi are on Netflix right now too, and they're going to be pulling that pretty soon too. So I keep saying I'm going to like just devote a weekend and get all the Marvel movies off of um, Netflix that are like just like I have a I have a DVR I have a DVD recorder. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'll just I'll just get what they have before <laughs> before they're gone because I could have gotten more, you know they they way back when the Avengers was on there like I I think at one point almost every Marvel movie was on there at some point. yeah right now they they've got they've got Doctor Strange Captain America Civil War Guardians two and Thor Ragnarok are all on there right now Black yeah. Panther will be hitting it next month and uh, Ant Man and the Wasp probably sometime around christmas it'll be coming out so that'll be pretty cute um all right so let's uh oh the the only other news story i had that came out right before uh we started the show is that big bang theory is going to be ending after this coming season so it's still on uh, yeah (laughs) if you're if you're surprised by that and most sitcoms don't last 12 years that one has uh has run its course but but you know what? I still watch it, and I still laugh when I watch it. So it's not it's, as funny as it was in the uh, in the beginning, but it is still uh, an entertaining show. I'll say this for it: it got a lot more attention from me than most other sitcoms do. I watched it from I watched it until mid season six or something like that before I lost interest. So uh, you know, I I think it's a great show. I still get pissed off at people that complain about it just because it's you know you're supposed to not like the big bang theory so people whine about it um i really enjoyed it when i liked it and i didn't rage quit or anything i just lost interest and you know good on them for getting 12 years out of that show so yeah yeah um is the um is the young sheldon show still gonna stay on or no is it still i think so yeah, I mean, I, I, I have no idea how, like how well it's doing or or whatever. It and you know what? It is not a bad show. I mean, I'm not. It's not one of those shows that was like, oh god, you've got to watch this show. It's so great. It's not a great show, but it is. It is funny. You know, I've watched it. Uh, I guess I've probably watched all of them that's been on so far, and and uh, it's funny. I'll I'll keep watching it to keep showing it. So, <laughs> uh, all right, our main topic. Uh, for this episode is True Confessions. We Like I said, we did this once before. We had a lot of fun with it. So essentially, we're all going to admit things. Uh, a lot of it may be that we have opinions that we know are not popular. Uh, we might like a movie that other people hate. We might think that a certain actor is horrible, even though he seems to be loved by everybody else. Or it could be that we've never seen a certain show or a movie, and a lot of people have a hard time believing that. So... Uh, who wants to start? I'll let Virginia start. Oh, Give us a true yes. confession, Virginia. Ladies first. Okay. Um, well, one, <laughs> um, I listen to mostly music from the 80s and 90s. 
Um, I kind of stopped listening to a whole lot of new stuff, you know, recently. But um, there is one Taylor Swift song that I really like. And there's a specific reason why. There's a, a YouTube video that went around several years ago where it's like an aerobics dance championship um, set to shake it off. And it is the most <laughs> hilarious thing I have ever seen. It's so funny. And so whenever I hear that song, I think of the aerobics dance video. And so that's like the only Taylor Swift song that I really love. If When, when the show is over, go to YouTube and type in Uh-oh, there goes the Skype again. What the f*** is going on tonight? Uh-oh. I think we lost Sean again. Suspense is killing me. What am I supposed to do on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> His picture's back. Can you Speak hear me now? Speak to us, Sean. Yes. yes. Okay, so if this keeps... All right, just keep your recordings going, and, I, and when I drop out, I will just rejoin the call, and I will edit all that out later. Okay. <laughs> So I don't know what is going on, but it's just, I don't know. The last okay, thing we, so, heard, we heard was, go to YouTube, and then silence. Go to, okay. When the show is over, go to YouTube and type in, uh, shake it off, The Rock. Oh, yes, that is brilliant. Yeah, The Rock was on the... The lip sync challenge. The lip syncing, yeah, the lip sync challenge show that LL Cool J hosts, Oh, my God. And he did shake it off. I have and not he seen did, this. It's pretty great. It was perfect. It was perfect. And while you're there, look up um, what's God Tom Holland. Oh. Look up Tom Holland singing "Umbrella." And dude, that was pretty. Gentlemen listening, if you do watch that, you will question your sexuality. I guarantee. It. <laughs> He's pretty. Uh, <laughs> he can dance too, you know, but. Didn't surprise me. Some of the stunts he had to do in the uh, Spider-Man, I'm not surprised at all that he probably had a dance background. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, Virginia, if, if it makes you feel any better, I hate myself for how much I love Shake It Off. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that solidarity. <laughs> I live, I live with a 17 year old girl and a 40 year old woman, so I have heard that song quite a bit. <laughs> I live with two kids, and it's on every animated movie for about five yeah. years. Right. All right, Rick, you want to go next? Uh, sure. I didn't realize this was quite so broad a topic. I thought it was just guilty pleasures, and since I really don't have any, uh, because, as I said before, I have no shame. I, I embrace all <laughs> the things I like. Uh, but there are things I like that uh, it is vogue to dislike. Um. And the, the, I think the top of the list is I like The Last Jedi. And I know that I'm not oh. alone on this podcast, but there's yeah, a lot of <clears throat> anger and bile out there about it. Uh, and I, I just – people are still bitching about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, there was a – We're going to make our own Last Jedi. We're going to remake it. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Go so ridiculous. It. Go for it, dude. <laughs> um. These pants. Yeah, anyway. Um, did y'all see the article that Kelly Marie Tran put out yesterday? I saw the headline, but I haven't read the article. I saw like oh, an excerpt it. of it. I don't think I read the whole read thing it. yet. It's brilliant. Um, and, and actually, her name is Loanne. She, she, towards the end of it, she's like, it, she talks about how she spent, you know, a lot of her life 
being ashamed and uh, or you know wishing she wasn't Korean. She's Korean, right? I think that's right. Um, and then all of this bullshit happened. Sorry. Uh, and uh, and you know she got off of Twitter and, and then she's finally like, you know what? F all y'all. This yeah. is. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm doing something important. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm a, a, the first woman of color in a lead role in a Star Wars film, and choke on it. And uh, uh, yeah. it was she's the it best. Was great. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, and then towards the end, she's like, "My name isn't even Kelly. It's it's Loan." And I think I think that I'm I, it's L O A N. I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but uh, so um, you know. There were problems with The Last Jedi. I think that whole chase scene was kind of stupid. And while the the casino segment was interesting as a segment, it kind of made no sense in the context of the movie. Um, I just, I really appreciated that Ryan Johnson took a lot of chances with it. I loved that Luke didn't come riding in on a on a gleaming uni- robotic unicorn and save the day. You know, Star Wars from its inception has been a series of Jedi F ups <laughs> that has yeah. been the driving force of every star Wars movie is some Jedi somewhere thinking he knew better than everybody else and doing the wrong thing. Um, and then going into hiding afterwards. So yeah. all of these people going, Oh, Luke would never do that. BS. Obi-Wan did it. Yoda did it. Luke did it. Makes perfect sense. Um, yeah. so I just, I, I, while I have some, you know, there are definite storytelling issues with the movie. Which one of them doesn't have that? And don't tell me right. Empire or Empire Strikes Back is a perfect film because it sure as hell isn't. Um, you know, he tried. Uh, you know, I enjoyed the last or uh, the Force Awakens. Yes, it was kind of a rehash of Star Wars, but it was better. <laughs> you know, um, so you know they're trying. They're they're taking chances. People say playing that 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 uh, the Force Awakens was a, a playing it safe. No, it wasn't. It was a risk remaking Star Wars, uh, and a lot of people whined about that too. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much convinced that nothing that they come out with is not going to have some backlash. I mean, exactly. They, they, it doesn't matter how good it is. Somebody's going to say that they're ruining Star Wars or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a great. Uh, I think it's college, maybe college humor or funny or die video. Uh, I po- I posted it on my Facebook where it was it was a bunch of people. Oh, oh the new Star Wars raped my childhood or ruined my childhood, <laughs> and it was intercut with people who were like, you know, I got my legs blown off in Afghanistan or you know, yeah. it was like intercut with all these people with real problems. And the whole the whole thesis of the thing was stop saying a movie ruined your childhood. If a movie can ruin your childhood, your priorities are screwed. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I that's what I keep saying. I mean, is like if if you don't like what they're doing with fill in the blank, then don't watch it. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's if you didn't like Last Jedi. You don't have to go on the internet and try and make sure that nobody in the world goes to see episode nine. Just go <laughs> to your basement and watch the original trilogy and watch it to your heart's content because it's not going anywhere. It's still there. 
You know, mm-hmm. nobody, nobody's going to say you're not allowed to watch this anymore. <laughs> you know what? A friend of mine a couple of weeks ago posted a picture of in a, in a like little country store she found of black licorice caramels. Now, personally, I, you know what my response to that was. I'm not sure there is a, if there's a god or not, but that proves there's a devil. But <laughs> I'm not going to say you shouldn't eat those abominations. If you want to eat black licorice caramel, go for it. If you want to watch The Last Jedi, go for it. If you like Star Trek Into Darkness, there may be something wrong with you, but go for it. <laughs> I'm not going to say, you know, because it's not like there's a bunch of Paramount stormtroopers waiting for you to go, oh, I didn't like that. And they're going to come in and break all your Star Trek DVDs that you have from the stuff you do like. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Granted, I, I agree. I realize that I just sort of took us off on a, a bit of a tangent and a rant, and I apologize. <laughs> no, you're but fine. But I'm done now. <laughs> all right, John, what what, what you got? Um, all right, so I I haven't said anything about this. <laughs> I haven't said this, um, even though it's it's been brought up on the show several times. I just kind of kept my mouth shut. Um, Christopher Robin. Uh, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I've seen the trailer many times. I've seen commercials for it. Uh, I have no interest in seeing it. And, like, anytime it's brought up, I was like, oh my god, it melted my heart. Oh, I'm gonna weep. I can't do it. I'm like, it it did zero for me. And I'm like, is my heart cold and dead? I don't think it is. (laughs) I think it's. I mean, I if, think you it's didn't, okay. if you didn't like Winnie the Pooh when you were a kid, then well, I did. Yeah, you, I did like Winnie the yeah. Pooh, but it, it, this movie, like even from the trailer, it looks like such an obvious ploy <laughs> to just manipulate me. And it's like the the. And again, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Can and, I say and I, and I, that so, all all movies are a ploy to manipulate? <laughs> no, I don't. I, okay. Yes, the, the, that's thank fair. you, Sean. That's, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Let me put it this way: it looked to me as if they banged out the most paper thin plot <laughs> they could think of in order to have an excuse to have. Uh, I mean, God, I can't even, I don't even want to say it. This grown man redis- rediscover his childhood and, oh, look, here's Winnie and all the other, and then, and I'm like, okay, all right. And the yeah. fact that it's so, and the, the and and it's the Winnie the Pooh song, but it's an orchestral score. And so, oh, he discovers his youth. I'm like, stop, just no, no. I, and I, it, I feel nothing for this. <laughs> I feel zero for this film. I can't. I, I, I cannot I, argue that um, it. It absolutely the the, the plot. You're right. It, the plot was paper thin. And I, I like. I like Winnie the Pooh. I like Tigger. I like. I like all of the critters of the Hundred Acre Wood. I watched the show as a kid. I watched several of the movies. I don't have a problem with Winnie the Pooh, but I, you know, like. Like you always say, you know, there's no reason to make any film. That's true. Hang on. Um, <laughs> could you guys hear that? Yeah. yeah. I, I heard whispering. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So. 
Um, yeah, so I guess that can conclude my rant for now. But I'm like, it's it's, and I and I'm, I get that it's the business. I get it, but it doesn't look, it doesn't even look like you uh, and McGregor particularly wanted to be there. Like <laughs> even from the the commercial, I just I yeah. I, well, I can't argue any of that because, like I said, you <laughs> and McGregor, anybody could have played that part. That I don't, I don't and I don't, I don't dislike him as an actor. I think he's, I think he's fine. But it just, it looks, yeah. you know, he was merely he there just, so that he was basically there so that I could see Winnie the Pooh. That's, I mean, that's, and I'm like, it I'll was just, a vehicle to bring the characters back, and I think I liked it because of the way it looked mainly, and then also Jim Cummings coming back and doing the voice of Winnie the Pooh hearing him do the do the lines and everything just it brought back a lot of nostalgia if you didn't like grow up loving the Winnie the Pooh then you're not going to like but I mean essentially this is a kids movie I mean it's not it's not really made for us it's it's made for ah crap what the hell At this point everyone's Skype dropped at once. Tell you what, let's go to a commercial and maybe things will be better when we get back. We'll return after these messages. Hey, you listener. Do I have everybody's attention now? Do you like professional wrestling? What? If so, you'll love Review-O-Mania. Where Rob and Zach break down every WrestleMania. You'll hear about great epic matches by the likes of Hulk Hogan. And what's it gonna do when Hulkamania and the largest arms in the world run wild on you? Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh yeah! Ric Flair. Just stealing! Woo! Wheeling dealing! Limousine right! Jet flying! Son of a gun! Bret Hart. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be! Shawn Michaels. Red Heart, you are a zero, my hero. John Cena. The champ is here! Brock Lesnar. Suplex City, bitch. And so many more that I don't have time to even name. Check out Review Mania right here on CosmicPotato.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spreaker. It's a happening. Right here on CosmicPotato.com. Arriba! Hey everybody, I'm Troy. And I'm AJ. And we are the hosts of the World War G podcast, along with Colton, but he's not here right now. Yes, yeah, so pay no attention. Uh, and we're a podcast about everything geek. We talk about uh, movies, television, video games, comic books. Uh, we got movie commentaries, the occasional taste tests, like these lovely pina colada Oreos. Just don't try the Coke ones. No. Dang, what do we say after that? <laughs> Dang it. Um, so oh, okay. I'm, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can find us right here at CosmicPotato.com or at WorldWarG.Podbean.com. Or wherever else you get your podcasting fix. And as always... Stay geeky, my friends. Yeah! <laughs> Greetings, everybody. It's your old pal, brother John, a.k.a. The Trick Talking Meat, and you're listening to the Cosmic Potato Super Fan Talk Podcast. Hello? Hey, can you hear me? 
I, I just got dropped. Did everybody else just get? Yeah, dropped? the whole thing just dropped. That was okay. No See, I, I thought it was just. I thought it was just me. But okay. No, the whole call dropped. All right. That was really weird. It's like the stars are not in alignment today, or something. <laughs> Like uh, Christopher Robin, or doesn't want to see Christopher I just, Robin. I, I mean, it's it's. I mean, there's lots of films that I think are probably not going to be good films. There's lots of films that I think are probably done, and I'll just okay, whatever. But it's I, I'm the, the gap between. Hang on one second, please don't touch that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, you can see that I'm recording. Okay, okay, I love you. <laughs> Uh, John, can can I give you a bit of support here? Uh, Sure. Two weekends ago, I went. I was going to surprise Sharon. Uh, It was it was her her after her. It was the end of her first week back to school, and I was going to surprise her on Saturday morning and take her to the movies without telling her that's where we were where we were going. And I went to the movie theater to buy the tickets for Winnie the Pooh for. uh, whatever, yeah, was it was it called Winnie Christopher the Pooh? Robin. Christopher, Christopher Robin. Robin. And I saw, much to my surprise, that Teen Titans Go to the movies was out. I didn't realize it was already out. And so I bought tickets to that instead. So I have yet to see Christopher Robin. Uh, yeah, I, and I, again... I think I chose poorly, actually. Have any of y'all seen Teen Titans Go to the movies? I saw it. No. If you are a Teen Titans fan of the original Teen Titans cartoon, which I am, and haven't seen much of Teen Titans Go. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is it is a far cry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it You know, it, Sharon loved it. But whereas the original Teen Titans cartoon, my eldest, you know, it was on when my eldest was like eight, nine, ten, something like that. So, uh, you know, we watched a lot of it and I enjoyed it. Um, and she liked it and, you know, I got that song stuck in my head, both in English and in Japanese. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so I was like, all right, Teen Titans go good movie. Cause I've tried to get Sharon to watch Teen Titans go and she's just not interested. Well, see, okay. So, so, so you did watch the show, the Teen Titans go like you're familiar with. I've seen, I've seen a Titans. few, you know, bits and pieces here, but I didn't realize how, you know, <laughs> Teen Titans is aimed at. You know, kids in their, you know, tweens, maybe late, you know, like eight, nine, ten. You know, that's the right age group for it. Teen Titans Go is apparently aimed at five, six-year-olds. Yeah, seven-year-old so boys. So they will take yeah. a joke and do it a million times. Uh, I got really sick of Starfire with, you know, it is the this and it is the that and every goddamn line. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm being a real potty mouth tonight. I apologize. Um and it just it was it, it was fun at first, and there's there's a lot of really funny move, funny lines in it. Uh, and Nicolas Cage finally gets to play Superman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, it's it was just like if you're if you're an if you're an adult and you haven't watched Teen Titans Go, you're not in for a pleasant surprise if you go to see Teen Titans Go to the movies. Um, you know, there are, I mean, there's a lot of humor in it, but it's also, they will take a joke and like any six year old does, if it's funny the first time, it's funny the next 20 times too. All right. Um, okay. The first one I've got on my list is that I'm not 
a Jim Carrey fan anymore. <laughs> um, I used to love when I was like in high school. I loved, I loved me some Jim Carrey, uh, The Mask, Ace Ventura, all those were all great. But can you guys hear me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I, I I thought I'd cut out again. Nope. Um, no, that's just just that's just me trying to mute my microphone because my whole family is in here now, <laughs> <laughs> including the dog. <laughs> um, but I thought he, I think that okay, he, and he got paid more for Batman Forever than Val Kilmer did, <laughs> you know. And at the time, I was like, yeah, he's the perfect Riddler and all that. And I still love the old Jim Carrey movies. And I think that Jim Carrey is or was a capable actor. You know, he did a great job in Truman's show. I don't know if you guys ever saw The Majestic. I thought that was a brilliant movie. Man in the Moon was a brilliant movie. But in recent years, I have waned. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's not just because... He started acting crazy about the time that he started dating Jeannie McCarthy. <laughs> um, yeah, he uh, he pulled his support. You know, he was in Kick-Ass 2. And then before the movie came out, he pulled his support from it. Because he said that he couldn't uh, deal with all the gun violence. I'm like, you read the script before you were in the movie. I mean, come on. <laughs> but uh, um, the quality of the stuff that he's in now is just not not good anymore. And I think Hollywood agrees because the last movie that he was starred in was in 2016. And his next movie is Sonic the Hedgehog. So he's not exactly Hollywood royalty anymore. But, but yeah, I mean, just the fact that, uh, like I said, Ace Ventura, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, I used to love those movies. And now when I see Jim Carrey's name attached to something, I'm just like, uh, I don't know. Because he's supposed to be coming out. He's on a show. I don't think it started yet. He's on some show on one of the premium channels, like Stars or Showtime oh, or something. Yeah, like, uh, the, right. like the, the the history of like stand up or something like that. Well, no, no. This is something where he's playing like a Mister Rogers type character, and like he's he's on a kids show where he does puppets and stuff, and he talks in that in that voice, you know, that that the 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 childish way of talking, so the kids aren't scared of you and stuff like that, you know. But it looks like they're doing like this dark show where about a Mister Rogers type character, and I saw the commercial for it. And I'm like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know about that. So, uh, so yeah, um, that's my confession that I'm not really a Jim Carrey fan anymore. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, I don't know if that's unpopular. I, I, I get, I get the sense that's kind of the way the tide has turned. For a lot of people, because I see him in interviews. You know, he was in that. You know that show that Jerry Seinfeld does, the uh, comedians in cars yeah, getting coffee. Yeah, I was, was going to say that. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was on that, and I was like, he sounds kind of crazy. <laughs> you know, walking around like taking his shoes off in public and stuff. You know, it's just I don't know. It's strange, and I don't know. That's it. I never liked Jim Carrey, so I <laughs> just catching up. To I me. used to love Jim Carrey. I just yeah. I, I've All liked right, him Virginia in. One. I liked him in in the mask because nobody else could have played that part. Um, yeah, I loved the Truman Show, and I was shocked at how much I liked Bruce Almighty, and that I I've never seen anything any of the 
the the brute or uh, the the Ace Ventura movies didn't interest me at all. I hated Andy Kaufman, so Jim Carrey playing Andy Kaufman was a double whammy of no. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> now see that movie, that movie where he played Andy Kaufman. I thought that was a great movie, but just recently they came out with a documentary about the making of that movie, and I don't know why you wait twenty years to come out with this behind the scenes documentary, but it's uh. I think that Jim Carrey would have really got on my nerves if I had been on the set because he was he was doing the the thing that a lot of character actors like to do where they stay in character for months, you mm, know, mm-hmm. and um, and so he he was Andy Kaufman for like six months while they were making that movie, and Andy and, uh, Kaufman that, was a douchebag. <laughs> That would be annoying, yeah. <laughs> See, I loved Andy Kaufman in Taxi. Now, I, I know I'm, I'm kind of dating myself here. Um, I don't know. Did, did Taxi get like any sort of reruns that you guys might have seen it? Oh, I, I've not seen me. It. He used no. to come on. Yeah, he used to come on Nick at Night all the time. I watched. Okay. Um, you know, he, he, he when Taxi was on, it was kind of like the end of the era of the nondescript foreigner foreigner performance by a white guy uh you know we, you we had, say that but then we had balky on uh, perfect strangers well that's that, but that's that. st- that's still kind of that you know the tail end of when that that kind of crap was acceptable uh you know and then we, we had the the vaguely indian dude in in uh in short circuit um but you know that was cute and 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 Laka was was amusing and uh and then he'd go on SNL and he would do these just really bizarre things that I I really dug cuz I love avant-garde comedy. I you know he did one that was it <laughs> He's Mouse. standing there on stage. He's got uh, well the Mighty Mouse one everyone knows about but the one that I really loved he had these three guys who look like, you know, kind of Hell's Angels sort of do. It's just big, long hair, tattoos, earrings and stuff. And they've got these, those, those you know, like tall bongos, you know, those tall ellipsoidal kind of bongo things. And they're they're banging away on those going, rah, rah. And then Kaufman would ju- just started singing, I go mad, simply mad when I hear a yodel. You know, just that kind <laughs> of just absolute absurdist stuff. I loved it. But then he started doing that wrestling crap. Wrestling women, yeah. Wrestling women. <laughs> and then he just started going into this really weird dark place and nobody could tell if it was the if it was an act or if he really was, and then he had this alter ego that and, and it just I got sick of it. And and by the time he died, I just it, it wasn't that I was like, Oh thank God that asshole's dead. But <laughs> it wasn't like that, but it was just like I really he wasn't funny anymore. He was just it, it was sad almost. And then so when, you know, Jim Carrey dredged that whole thing back up. Well, it wasn't necessarily it was the the book Man in the Moon came out first and I've just I just never understood, you know, maybe this is my confession. I'd never understood the appeal of of uh of Andy Kaufman and, you know, maybe if he hadn't died when he had Excuse me. It died when he did. Uh, you know, he might have just faded away into obscurity. But I guess yeah. because because you know, like him and and uh, and not necessarily John Candy. I understand the appeal of John Candy. I never. It, it, I I can't say I was a fan, but I understood why people like John Candy. But Chris Farley couldn't stand him. Um, 
And I, I firmly believe that if he had not died as young as he did, he would have faded away into obscurity and nobody would be thinking that Chris Farley was some comedic genius. Um, yeah. And I, I think that was the same thing with Andy Kaufman. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I know that we have only done one each, but let's uh, <laughs> let's pick let's pick the one that we want to do the most and just do one more each. And uh, uh, let me swing swing it over to um, Virginia. What's your next? Oh one? man. Okay. One more. Well, there there is a uh, well a movie musical that. You know how there are some some movies that you watch when you're younger and you're like, these are the greatest movies ever. And then you watch them when you're older and you're like, what the hell is this movie? So there's a little (laughs) musical called Seven Brides for Seven Brothers that I feel like I have to hand over my (laughs) feminist card every time I put that DVD DVD in to watch because I will... my sisters and I will like do all the dances and sing all the songs and have a great time and watch the movie. And I know it's so problematic because it's basically they kidnap and hold these women hostage up in the mountain all winter. But I'm I'm still gonna watch it. I can't help it. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a good guilty pleasure. That's a yeah. Cause that There's my confession. Just... I've never seen that movie. Uh, <laughs> oh man, Shane, Shane has I... absolutely refused to watch it. So one of my friends, um, Andrea, who's never seen it, um, is going to watch it, and we're going to talk about it and basically just lay into it because it's not yeah, going to be like, good. There's, there's no excuses for that film. No, it's so bad. It's so no. Bad. I ran follow spot for a production of it one summer. And please, please define spot, follow spot, spotlight. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Okay, uh, you know when when an actor's on stage and, and uh, there's a light that they're in the middle of it, and when they walk, it fo- it goes with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's a follow spot. Okay. Um, a lot of my early theater work was running follow spots. It's a it's I love doing it. It's a lot of fun. Um, it it's a it's a very under uh, not misunderstood but underrated position because a bad follow spot op can really screw up a show um it you know it's 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 one of those things it's like chess it takes you 10 minutes to learn how to work the thing it takes you a lifetime to to do it really well um but the the only time running a follow spot is bad is when you're doing a show that's just so awful but you can't just like hide in a book while it's running because you're on all the time (laughs) yeah all right my my brother's friend has used to run uh, spotlights like in the eighties, and his 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 one horror story was I think Journey, like the rock group Journey. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, you know they were performing. He had the spotlight, and um, the lead singer whose name I can't remember, Steve Perry. Steve Perry. Steve Perry. Yeah. Yeah. Did some kind of move followed by an unexpected backflip. Oh my and he just lost him. He, so, he just he lost him for like several seconds. He was trying to find him on the stage. He just couldn't find uh-huh. him. <laughs> Which, if you know, I were there, would have been hilarious to me. But I can understand. And he never ran the spotlight again. That yeah. had a sad ending. My, my favorite yeah, it's fine. person. He, he, he hated. He hated Journey from that day forward. Oh, I, I <laughs> look at my Facebook if you want to hear what I think about Journey. I was just talking about it this evening. My yeah. favorite person to ever follow spot with Kathy Griffin. 
because she comes out on stage, she plops down a stool, and she sits on it, and she doesn't move for two hours. I was able to lock the spot down and just sit down and enjoy the show. Nice. Um, <laughs> my, my least favorite, although it's a great show, is Mandy Patinkin. I don't know if he's still doing it anymore, but I worked his show twice in two different venues um, because he comes out on stage, and all of, all of the spotlights pick him up. You, you get on him. And then three hours later, he leaves the stage. There may be an intermission, but for the most part, when he's on stage, you're on. A lot of times, you know, stars will do, they'll like, you'll spot them during songs, and then when they're talking, you can turn off and, and rest a bit. Now, you're on him the entire time. And you are, it's just, and it's a great show. He comes out and he just does a bunch of Broadway tunes. Uh, but it's exhausting. Uh, by the time he leaves the stage, everybody's just sweating you know, and just drenched and exhausted, and, and uh, but I love running follow spot. I, I I miss that a lot. Now Sean's wife comes in the room and tells him that the car has broken down and his daughter is stranded. Believe it or not, the curse lifts when he leaves. Hey guys, um, I've got to, I've got an emergency has just come up. My, apparently, my daughter is off and the car has broke down. Uh-oh. Oh no! Do y'all want to just finish the show without me? Um, uh, I'll just let you guys. You can do a couple more of these, and then uh, and then just I'll let one of you guys end it, and I'll just I'll, say I'll, on the yeah. recording. Um, I'll take over. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I hope she's uh, okay. She's okay. Oh uh, yeah, she'll be fine. We, we just the, the problem is that she has the keys to my other car, so I'm not sure how I'm going to get to her. So. Oh no! <laughs> Can you do like an Uber? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. All right, I will uh, talk to you guys later. I appreciate it. Okay. okay bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Let us know what's up. Okay. All right. Wow. Um, this has just been like a weird, random evening. Yeah. yeah. This is. This is. Um, <laughs> This is how mankind uh, braves new galaxies because everything <laughs> around you is telling you just stop. <laughs> every every factor goes wrong, and yet we persist. The title of this show should be hubris. <laughs> um, all right, so Virginia, you gave your one more uh, Rick. Yes. You want to do uh, one Yeah, more? I'm trying to think of something good because I've done nothing but whine and complain tonight. Um, well, that's kind of the point, but okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I I could do a, a musical confession that I've, I've fairly recently admitted to myself, and that is I really don't like Van Halen and ZZ Top. That's surprising. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean... Not that someone doesn't like them, but that you didn't like them. <laughs> well, and th- and that's the thing. Growing up in the eighties, they were like the, the rock gods. The, you know, they were the gods. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I like, you know, but they weren't my gods. They were my friends' gods. You know, I was Black Sabbath and Blue Oyster Cult and Rush and Alice Cooper. Uh, and they were all like, Van Halen is the shit. And uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm so bad tonight. I'm sorry. Shit, um, shit is allowed. You can't say oh, the okay. other one. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and ZZ Top, it, 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 again, it was one of those, you know, everybody liked ZZ Top. 
and I they have a couple of songs that I like. I, I, I love TV dinners, but you never hear that anymore. Um, mm. You guys may have never heard it. Uh, I like their cover of Viva Las Vegas, but it's impossible to find too. Um, but she's got legs and sharp dressed man, and you know, it's just oh my god, kill me now. And <laughs> yeah, Van Halen, they, they basically made one song and just kind of kept releasing it exactly mm-hmm. for about exactly. 10, 12 years. You know, ACDC did the same thing, but at least it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and Van Halen, David Lee Roth was just such a dick. And then uh, it turns out Eddie Van Halen was even worse. We just didn't know it. Um, and it it just and then it uh, what was it Sammy Hagar? I kind of yeah. liked a little bit of what he did with them, but it, it, it was it was it was a very uh, public toxic relationship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was there was no there's no getting around it. And uh, and you know the other day uh, I think I had left my MP3 player at home. Uh, or I, I just I, I got in the car and realized I hadn't taken it with me and I was going it wasn't I was just going to the store so I was like ah screw it I don't need it for the ten minutes I'll be in the car so I actually turned on the radio and some Van Halen song came on or some ZZ Top and I I like was like change the channel and then I realized I just changed the channel I don't like them <laughs> I don't have to like them <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> Nice. Uh, I just, I just, you know, in in the in the world of overrated bands of the '80s, I think those two bands are just, you know, top of the heap. I guess. Although I do have to give ZZ Top credit where it's due. Um, the the PMRC hearings. I don't know if you guys were aware of those back when it was um, Tipper Gore, Al Gore's wife. Mm-hmm. It was the it was the whole labeling of of records and and uh, uh, you know. To, to give them age ratings like movies. Um, and there was a big pushback by the record industry because obviously they didn't want, you know, they, they were equating it to censorship and there were congressional hearings about it. And oh, that's right. tons of rock stars went in to address uh, Congress and they went in alphabetically. <laughs> Zizi- <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh so loud. That was just funny. <laughs> well, ZZ Top were to be the last ones to go in and they decided not to. And a reporter asked them like, why didn't you guys go in there? And they said, we were going to follow Frank Zappa. What the hell were we going to say? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that was a lot funnier 20 years ago. (laughs) But, um, you know, I, it just, (laughs) the eighties was a very weird time for music. There was a lot of really great stuff that came out of there, but there was, just as much, you know, people complain about how bad music is today. Music is pop music has always been bad. That's kind of its point is to be generic and, uh, uh, you know, appealing to the masses and not overly creative because you don't want to challenge people too much because then they won't listen. And, you know, ZZ Top and, and, uh, and Van Halen were no different from. Any band that I can't mention, that I can't even, that I don't even know the names of today. Drake? I don't know. Is that one a good one? <laughs> I have no idea. Get um, off of my lawn, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what's going on with pop music even less now. You know, ever since the advent of the MP3 player, 
I barely even turn on my radio, so I don't know what the hell's playing. Right. Um, so there it is. Uh, thank you very much. <clears throat> Tip your waiters. I'm here all week. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, John? See, I, I was actually building up a nice set of steam for this episode. So I've got like six things. I've got to pick my... Um, I mean, yeah, same thing. A lot of it is like... Well, no, it's actually not a lot of I don't like this. It's a lot of stuff that you would have thought that I've seen or read that I haven't. Um, I'm keeping my movie pass. <laughs> uh, it it still serves my needs. I don't, you know, I don't need to see a movie every day. That's fine. I'm, I'm I will typically see one every week or two. Yeah, yeah, probably like you know, two movies a month. That's probably about all I will do anyway. Two or three movies a month, and it's still cheaper than me buying tickets, so it's fine. I'll keep my movie pass. Um, I guess I'm going to say. The idea of canon is stupid. Like all of it. It's it's a dumb, dumb thing. It's like, if you want to be the king of trivia of a particular fandom or whatever, then great, that's fine. That's fine. You know, I know a lot of stuff that nobody cares about from a lot of 80s cartoons that nobody <laughs> saw. That's great. Is it canon? No, it's it's the bullshit that they peddled out because an episode was due that week. Canon made sense like in the time of like Beethoven and Shakespeare, when there was, <laughs> when there was like one guy or one woman who had control of the artistic product. If 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 I'm painting a painting, and I'm the only one painting this series of that painting then yes, my paintings by me are canon. But the idea that to think that you can hold on to this, uh, <laughs> this pure blood concept of a movie or a TV show, when you know it's a franchise, when people, uh, different people write it, different people direct it, different people produce it, different studios own it. There's a version for kids, there's a version for teens, there's a version for adults, there's a cartoon, there's a comic book, and everybody is doing something different. They just happen to be part of the company, the company that owns the name and the rights to these characters. The idea that just because I work for them and I did this thing and now it's canon is stupid because when I get fired, the guy who replaces me is going to do something different. The exact opposite, perhaps. And then that's canon. I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's so annoying. That, oh, that's the real... That, okay, well, that, yeah. Sure, they did that in the 80s, but the true story was from the 70s. It, it's a made-up story. None of it's true. <laughs> None of it. <laughs> um, um, what did... Uh, George R. R. Martin like told this story, and he was somebody else was telling the story that he was retelling. But um, I, oh, you know, I can't remember who wrote "Gone with the Wind," but the, like someone asked, I guess the author of "Gone with the Wind" or something, um, if because in the book, um, Scarlett O'Hara doesn't have any kids, but in the movie she does, 
and someone asked, like, okay, so which which is it for real? Like, does she have kids or does she not have kids? And how many kids does she? Oh, it's like in the she movie, has she one has in the one, movie and, and she has three in the book. In the book. Mm-hmm. Three in the book, right? She has one in the movie and three in the book. And it's like so. Which, so how many does she have? And the answer is zero because she's not a person. <laughs> <laughs> it's a made up story, and somebody told it differently. You know, either it's all canon or none of it's canon. In either case, it's irrelevant. Just enjoy the story that somebody's telling at the moment or don't. And, you know, put the rest in your trivia box. But but this whole gatekeeping, this is the real... Oh, okay. Anyway, you get it. That, that kind of goes <laughs> with, what Rick, with what Rick was saying earlier about, like, The Last Jedi and stuff and the gatekeeping with that. Like, people just suck. Yeah. Like, oh, well, that's not a real... Yes, it is. It is every bit as much Star Wars as the last person or the other thing or the other thing the the problem is not that they're making it wrong the problem is that you're assigning way more value to one than the other just say you like this one and you don't like that one but don't say this one's real and that one's fake it's all right. fake yeah well well that's the thing with with canon somehow certain fans of certain franchises have decided that Fans get to decide what is canon and what isn't. And that's not true. At least for Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Uh, canon, as defined by the creators of Star Trek, is what has been has happened on screen. Right. So if someone has been hired to write a TV show or a movie, an episode or a movie, whatever gets put out there... Is canon? Um, can in in certain instances, canon is necessary to maintain a through line. I get um, that. I, mean, I, I I feel like it's I feel like it's appreciated. Um, I certainly appreciate it as as an audience member. Like when you know, I am a huge fan of the Marvel movies because I like the Marvel movies, but I am a huge, huge fan of the entire storytelling tapestry that they've woven because as they say, it's all connected. I get that. And, and I, I'm glad of it. Um, by that same token, this, and that, and that kind of goes to what I'm saying. There is, there is an overall, you know, it, you can call it, um, Feige, or the company or whatever, but they, they, there is a commanding force that is guiding all of the little aspects that to me makes it makes Canon more relevant, but just in the world we live in where it's not just one guy working on his thing or one person working on their thing as the more hands that you get in the pot, you know, the more diluted the idea of canon is. Oh, you're you're absolutely right. Um, and and I feel like we're just at a point in our, <laughs> our civilization where it is effectively, for the most part, meaningless. And I that's why I'm doing it on the confession show. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I dig what you're saying. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah I, I yeah. I, <laughs> This is a whole show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I stick it in at the end. 
Uh, all right. So I guess if Sean were here, uh, he would probably wrap it up, and he would thank everyone uh, for coming by. Uh, Virginia, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Um, you want to let the folks know where they can find you if they want to hear you do other stuff? You can find me and my co-host, uh, Shane, on our podcast at Wait You've Never Seen, which is on this here Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. And I have a Star Trek for Beginners blog at toocasuallygo.com. Awesome. And Mr. Rick Tetro. Uh, I have a brand new show over on simplysyndicated.com called Thank the Makers, where I interview people who create stuff that I think y'all will like. Uh, two episodes are out now. The second one has just been released yesterday. Uh, and please check it out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and I will be talking to podcasters and musicians and performers and makers of groovy stuff as this show progresses. And I would really love it if you'd come and listen. Pretty cool. Very cool. Um, as for me, and I will speak for Sean, uh, you can hear us, of course, on the Cosmic Potato. This podcast um, which, you know, it's probably self-evident that you just heard us on this podcast. Um, <laughs> other shows on the Cosmic Potato Network, including... Man, Sean's on a lot of shows. Let me think about it. Uh, the Prime Direction. Um, I'm on Captain Game Show. He's on... Uh, what Was it Heroes and Horns? Horns and Heroes? Yes. And pretty much all of us will be on the um, Simply Syndicated channel for the uh, simply syndicated after discovery after show easy for you to say yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'll be editing this episode and it's gonna sound awesome the simply syndicated discovery after show um it's gonna start back in the fall which means i'll need to resubscribe (laughs) cbs all access you're not the Um, only one yeah and um there there actually will well i don't know I never, I never know when these are coming out, but the assuming this comes out before, uh, we'll, we'll be doing a, a. There's been a lot of developments in Discovery, so we'll be Indeed. doing a show about it very soon. Yeah, this will probably come out before whenever we do the Discovery show. Um, and it feels weird for me to say tune in next time when you might hear John say, uh, "Virginia, would you care to be honest?" Tune in next time when you might hear John say. Welcome to Super Subtext, where I explain a plot from a movie or a show that you may have missed, even if you have seen the movie or the show many times. In The Princess Bride, it starts out with a little boy who is sick, and his grandfather grandfather reads him a story. And the story that he reads his grandson is The Princess Bride. The Princess Bride grew up on a farm, and and there's a farm boy named Wesley who worked for her. Um... And he would, she, when she would tell him to do something, he, he would say, he would say, as you wish. But he was cute, and she was cute. And, and then later, when he would say, as you wish, he would really mean, I love you. And he was cute. Lots of things happen in the movie, and they have many adventures. But in the whole movie, all the time, anytime somebody says, when he says, when Wesley says, I love you, anytime he says, as you wish, he means, I love you. And then they finish the adventure, and then they live heavily, happily ever after. And then it goes back into the kids' room with the grandma, because it was, with the grandpa, because it was all in the storybook. 
and the grandpa gets up and he says goodbye and the boy says he wants him to come back and read the same story tomorrow and then the grandpa says as you wish but when the grandpa says as you wish he really means <laughs> i love you like in the story because he is because it is his he is his this is the is greatest his, story ever told <laughs> because he is he is the kid's grandpa and grandpa loves his grandson and as you wish means i love you the end <laughs> wow well done sir be sure you like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. You can contact us by email at mail at cosmicpotato.com or send us a voicemail or text message to 205-642-8380. Help the show grow by giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for joining us for Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast.